Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hi, it's the Reading Bug again. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Random House Audio. If you're spending some extra time at home, like I am, it's a perfect time to listen to a few new audiobooks, like How to Solve a Problem, written and read by Ashima Shureishi, Max and the Midnights, written by Lincoln Pierce, and read by a full cast, and Dragons vs. Unicorns, by Kate Bieberdorf, and read by Georgette Perna. Support our sponsors and purchase these and other great Penguin Random House audiobooks at libro.fm slash thereadingbug or wherever audiobooks are sold. Hi, reader. Thanks for joining us on another exciting Reading Bug adventure written, performed, and produced by The Reading Bug, our independent bookstore in California. This season, we're writing and recording our episodes from home, so things may sound a little bit different than normal. I want to thank Zencaster for their generous unlimited recording time offer and Resonate Recordings, who, as always, does incredible work on mixing and mastering each episode of Reading Bug Adventures for helping us sound our very best. Like some of your schools, our bookstore is also closed right now, but we've made a lot of adjustments to make sure we can continue shipping special orders and care packages ordered through our website at thereadingbug.com. And we're also still shipping our Reading Bug Box subscription boxes, books and more perfectly personalized to the unique age, interests, and reading level of the recipient. Thank you to our sponsors and to all of you for helping us continue writing new songs and making our podcast even in these uncertain times. A big thank you and hello to our newest patrons, Harvey and Parker from San Francisco. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures possible. To become a patron and support our work, visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. For a limited time, you can download all the songs from our podcast seasons one through four for free at readingbugadventures.com. And while our store remains closed, I'm doing story times on Facebook Live Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. Join me at facebook.com slash readingbug. Now, reader, I think it's time we find out where we'll be going on today's adventure, don't you? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a Reading Bug Adventure! It's a Reading Bug Adventure There's lots of fun in store Just inside our book bag There's new places to explore Grab your crayons and paper And your imaginations too The Reading Bug and I can't wait To share our trip with you Reader, welcome back. It's so good to see you today. And hello, Lauren. It's great to see you, too. I've really been looking forward to today's adventure. Are you ready to go? Whoa, slow down, Reading Bug. We just got here. Of course we're excited. It's always so much fun to adventure together. But let's find out where we're going and get ourselves prepared for whatever excitement awaits us first, don't you think? I think that would be very sensible. S-E-N-S-I-B-L-E. Sensible. Spelling Bee, hi, I didn't see you there. (laughs) Are you joining us for this adventure too? 
Yes, I am, and I'm really excited about this trip. Because we'll be going someplace that I've never visited before. Someplace warm, exotic, and full of incredible wild animals for us to see. Oh, that does sound exciting. But it could describe any number of places, couldn't it, Reader? Could you give us some more hints? Of course I can, Lauren. Bee may be excited because she's never visited this place before. But I'm excited because we're going back somewhere we have visited. And it is one of my favorite places. Somewhere we visited before. Hmm. Reading Bug, we've been to so many places on our adventures together. We've visited the top and the bottom of the Earth, Antarctica, and Alaska. We've visited Japan, Scotland, and Ireland. We've seen the Wild West and the ocean floor. Why, we've even been all the way to the moon when we helped Lumi find his way back home. Reader, where do you think the reading bug is taking us back to? I think we're going to need another hint to figure out exactly where we're going today. Sure thing, Lauren. Today, we are going to visit the second largest continent in the world. Any guesses? The second largest continent. Right. A continent is any one of the Earth's large continuous land masses. Each contains several countries. For example, North America, where you and I live, Lauren, is the continent where Canada, Mexico, and the United States are located. Yes, North America is one of seven continents on Earth. Reader, do you know any of the other continents? There's North America, South America, Asia, Europe, Africa, Australia, and Antarctica. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Hmm. I'm not sure which continent is the second largest one, though. I don't even know which is the largest. They all seem awfully big to me. Reading Bug, we're going to need another clue. Okie dokie. Here you go. We have already visited this continent three times. Three times? Really? Hmm. Well, then it must be North America. We visited the Wild West, Plymouth, Massachusetts, and New York. Or is it Europe? We visited Scotland, Ireland, and Camelot. Does Camelot count? Very good guesses. But you haven't got it yet. Maybe you can figure it out if I tell you the names of some of the books I brought with me in my book bag today. Let's see. I've got Why Mosquitoes Buzz in People's Ears by Verna Andema, Rainforest Animals by Jill McDonald, and Bringing Back the Mountain Gorillas by Ruth Daly. Oh, I've got it. Do you read her? Why Mosquitoes Buzz in People's Ears is an African folktale. And Rainforest Animals is about the animals that live in the rainforests like those found in Africa. And Bringing Back the Mountain Gorillas is about mountain gorillas and they only live in Africa. We must be going back to Africa today. Yes, yes, yes. One of my very favorite places to adventure because of all the amazing plants and animals there. But wait, Reading Bug... You said we've been there three times before, but I only count two. Once to see and rescue chimpanzees, and the other on an African picture safari where we met Wally the wildebeest and many other amazing animals. When was the third time we visited Africa? Well, Lauren, some people think that Africa is just one country. But here's a book titled Africa is Not a Country by Mark Manicor. It reminds us that Africa is a continent comprised of many different countries. Our most recent trip back to the continent of Africa was when we traveled back in time to visit ancient Egypt, a country that's located in northeastern Africa. 
We could visit different places in Africa many more times and still have new and exciting experiences every time. On this adventure, we'll be visiting Rwanda and the mountain gorillas that make their homes there. I, for one, am ecstatic about going to Africa and seeing all the mighty gorillas. E-C-S-T-A-T-I-C. I've never been before. I'm ecstatic, too. Reading Bug, did you know that one of my very favorite books is The One and Only Ivan by Catherine Applegate? It's the story of a gorilla who lived all alone in a small cage in a shopping mall for many years. His best friends were a little girl named Julia and a small dog named Bob. I did know that was one of your favorites, Lauren, and it's one of mine, too. The One and Only Ivan is a fictional story about a gorilla. F-I-C-T-I-O-N-A-L. Fictional. That means that One and Only Ivan is a made-up story, right? That's right, B. It's not true, but it was inspired by the true story of a gorilla named Ivan. Really? It's inspired by a true story? How did a gorilla end up in a shopping mall? I read the true story of Ivan in a non-fiction book by Catherine Applegate. Ivan, the remarkable true story of the shopping mall gorilla. In it, she explains that Ivan was born in a tropical forest in the Democratic Republic of Congo. That's one of the many African countries. He was part of a large family of western lowland gorillas. But poachers stole him and another baby gorilla when Ivan was only six months old. Put them in a crate and shipped them all the way from their home in Africa to North America Tacoma, Washington, in the United States, to be exact, to a man who owned a shopping mall. A poacher stole them? What's a poacher? Oh, I know that! P-O-A-C-H-E-R. A poacher is someone who illegally hunts or captures wild animals. That's right, B. Ivan was all alone and really far from his home and family. But the owner of a pet store in the shopping mall offered to raise him, and Ivan grew up as part of the family, like a human child, until he was three years old. By then... Ivan had grown too large and too strong to live in the home of a human family. Gorillas are really gentle creatures, but because they're so big and strong, they can easily hurt a human, especially a child, without even meaning to. So when Ivan was three, the pet store owner gave him back to the shopping mall owner, who put him in a cage that was only 14 feet wide and 14 feet long. 14 feet isn't very big. That's only the size of two cars parked next to each other. You're right. And it is much too small for a mighty gorilla. But poor Ivan lived all alone in that small cage for 25 years. Then, in 1992, when Ivan was 28 years old, National Geographic filmed a documentary about him, called The Urban Gorilla, and his story became widely known. Many people started working to provide Ivan with a better life. And finally, in 1994, Ivan was moved to Zoo Atlanta in Georgia, which housed the world's largest population of gorillas in a natural habitat zoo setting. And he was able to live the rest of his life with the other gorillas there at the zoo. Zoo Atlanta does great work providing natural habitats to its animals and is involved in conservancy all around the world. Well, at least Ivan's story has a happy ending. But how sad that he was taken away from his family and from the open rainforest of Africa to live in a cage all those years. You know, it's a really, really long trip to go all the way to Africa to see gorillas. And I remember that it can be pretty scary hiking through the forest, surrounded by all those wild animals. Do you think maybe we should just go to Zoo Atlanta instead? It would be a lot safer way to visit gorillas, wouldn't it, Reader? Lauren, I'd love to go to Zoo Atlanta. Some other day. But today, we're heading out on an adventure. We'll be visiting Volcanoes National Park in Rwanda together. 
Volcanoes National Park is one of the only places in the world where mountain gorillas live, and there are only about 1,000 mountain gorillas left in the whole world, which means they are extremely endangered. They only live high up in the Virunga Mountains of Uganda, the Republic of Congo and Rwanda, and in the Bwindi Impenetrable Forest in western Uganda. I know a bit about endangered species, because some of my best friends, the honeybees, could become endangered as well. E-N-D-A-N-G-E-R-E-D. An endangered species is a species of animal or plant that is endangered of becoming extinct, which occurs when there are no more animals or plants of the species alive anywhere in the world. That's right, Spelling Bee. Reading Bug, you said that mountain gorillas only live in Africa, but you also just told us that Ivan lived in the United States and that there was a whole group of gorillas living at Zoo Atlanta. Ivan was a lowland gorilla, Lauren. Lowland gorillas live in captivity in the United States and other countries outside of Africa. I read in Gorillas Up Close by Christina Nippert-Eng that there are about 350 lowland gorillas living in North American zoos, but there are no mountain gorillas anywhere in the world except for Africa. Lowland gorillas are pretty rare, too, but there are a lot more lowland gorillas than mountain gorillas. There are nearly 100,000 lowland gorillas, about 100 times the number of mountain gorillas. That's still not very many. You're right, Lauren. But many organizations are doing important work in Africa and around the globe to protect these beautiful animals. And their numbers have been slowly growing in recent years. Bug, what are the differences between lowland gorillas and mountain gorillas? Great question, Bee. I've been reading a lot about gorillas. And in Africa, lowland gorillas live in the thick rainforest on the west coast while mountain gorillas are found at much higher altitudes and much farther inland in a small pocket of wilderness in Rwanda and the Democratic Republic of Congo. Mountain gorillas live high up on the rocky slopes of volcanoes. Mountain gorillas also have a larger nose and mouth and larger teeth than lowland gorillas. And they are larger too. A male mountain gorilla can be 6 feet tall and weigh almost 500 pounds. But a lowland gorilla generally weighs less than 400 pounds. Mountain gorillas are really remarkable. Okay, okay, you've convinced me. Our adventure may be more dangerous if we visit gorillas in the wild in Africa rather than the zoo. But this will be a once-in-a-lifetime experience, won't it, reader? And maybe we can help with the conservation efforts while we're there. Or at least bring back stories and information to our friends and family that will help these endangered gorillas. Great idea, Lauren. Reader, did you remember to bring your crayons and paper with you? There aren't a lot of mountain gorillas left on Earth. So, it'll be really special to see them, and you want to draw pictures when you do. Just like the illustrations in our favorite books, pictures are how we'll remember our adventure today and share it with our friends and family. Once you're back from this adventure, you can tell your own stories about the endangered mountain gorillas to your friends and family using the pictures you draw today. Telling their story is part of what will help keep the gorillas protected. I'll play some coloring music at the end of our adventure for you to color to, but you can color anything you want at any time. And if you ever need more time, just pause our adventure. Great! Now then, what are we waiting for? Let's get ourselves to the continent of Africa for another amazing adventure together. But before we do, how about a little stretch? On our previous visits to Africa, we've done a lot of walking and faced a lot of dangers. We need to stretch out our bodies and get ready for whatever adventures await us. Let's stretch out together. Everybody stand up, unless you're buckled into your car or tucked into your bed. And wiggle your fingers and toes. Are you wiggling? Great! Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect. 
Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. Great work, everyone! Yeah, I feel magnificent! M-A-G-N-I-F-I-C-E-N-T. Magnificent! Thanks. Me too. But now we've really got to go. If we hope to get to Africa, find the gorillas, and get back home all in one day, we don't have a second to lose. Let's go, 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 gorilla! Magic Book Bag, please take our group to visit a mountain gorilla troop. We'll see the primates in Volcanoes Park and travel back safely before it gets dark. Look, reader, it's working. The Reading Bug's magic book bag is opening up bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. And there's pictures, words, and music swirling all around in there from all the books about gorillas that the Reading Bug has been reading. Are you seeing what I'm seeing, reader? That's right. There are bamboo forests that stretch up, up, up the hills to meet the green trees and vines of the rainforest. Over there, I see several massive gorillas with silver fur on their backs. And I see mama gorillas with tiny babies riding on their broad backs. I also see monkeys with beautiful golden fur. There are also elephants, water buffaloes, and antelopes. Remember those animals from our picture safari reader? There are lots of new words in this book bag too. Silverbacks, blackbacks, barunga, azizi, hominids. How fun! Okay, is everybody ready to go? Great! Hop three times with me, then into the book bag all together. We do not want to be late. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in! Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Oh boy, here we go! Raider, the book bag is taking us high into the air and over a giant body of water. That must be the Pacific Ocean. Africa is a really long way from home, but with the Reading Bug's book bag, we should be there in no time. Look, there's a huge landmass in the distance. That must be the continent of Africa. I see forests and golden meadows, and I see a very large river. Hey! That must be the Nile River we crossed on our Egypt adventure. And up ahead, I see some very large mountains. They're so tall that it looks like they're actually as high as the clouds hovering around them, giving them a magical, almost ghostly look. I read in Magic Treehouse Good Morning Gorillas by Mary Pope Osborne that the volcanic mountains in Africa are referred to as Barunga, which means a lonely mountain that reaches to the clouds. Barunga? I like that word. B-I-R-U-N-G-A. Virunga! That's right. And if those are the Virunga Mountains in Uganda, then we've just got a bit further to go before we're in Rwanda with the mountain gorillas. Looks like you were right, Reading Bug, because we've just landed. Only one thing left to do now. Crawl out and see if there's any gorillas nearby. 
Follow me. And remember that mountain gorillas can be really, really big. So everyone, be careful. Hey, where are we, Reading Bug? I don't see any gorillas here. Just a big brick building that looks like a house. Gorillas don't live in houses, do they? <laughs> no, they don't live in houses, Lauren. And anyway, I don't think this is a house. It's a brick building with an aluminum roof. And there's a fence around it with a sign on the fence that says, Mountain Gorilla Veterinary Project Regional Headquarters. See it? Oh, yeah. Mountain Gorilla Veterinary Project Regional Headquarters. What do you think that is? Well, I'd be happy to tell you about it if you've got a few minutes. Oh, you startled me. But sorry about that. I didn't mean to sneak up on you. My name is Dr. Mike Cranfield, but everyone calls me Dr. Mike. I'm the director of the Mountain Gorilla Veterinary Project, or the MGVP as we call it. We get lots of tourists visiting us here at MGVP, but none quite like you. <laughs> yeah, we get that a lot. <laughs> it's really nice to meet you, Dr. Mike. My name is Lauren. These two bugs are the reading bug and spelling bee. And this here is our reader friend. Say hello to Dr. Mike, reader. We're here on an adventure. We've read all about the mountain gorillas, and we've come to visit them and hopefully draw a picture or two. Well, you're in the right place. Like I said, I'm the director of MGVP, and I'm also one of the veterinarians that helps take care of the mountain gorillas that live nearby. We aren't the ones who take the tourists to visit the gorilla families that have been habituated, however. Habituated? Dr. Mike, what does habituated mean? Habituated. H-A-B-I-T-U-A-T-E-D. Even though gorillas are peaceful animals, and herbivores who don't eat other animals or people, gorillas who have not been habituated are afraid of people, and they may charge and injure them if they get too close. Habituation is a process that naturalists use to get the gorilla used to being around people. That's right. You're a pretty smart little bug. To habituate gorillas, naturalists will follow them at a distance. Over time, they get closer and closer until the gorillas get used to having people close by them. Tourists can only visit habituated gorilla families. And in order to protect the gorillas, only eight people are allowed to visit each of the seven habituated gorilla families in the volcano's national park each day. Unfortunately, the hikes to the gorillas start at nine in the morning, and right now it's, it's well past noon. So you and your friends are going to have to wait until tomorrow if you want to visit with a gorilla family. Wait until tomorrow? I'm afraid that's not really an option for us, Dr. Mike. But you look like you're about to take a hike. I see you're wearing hiking boots. You have a backpack on your back, and you've got several bottles of water stashed in your backpack pockets. Any chance you might be headed out to see some gorillas today? <laughs> you're very observant, Lauren. And you're right. I am heading out to see the gorillas. Each day, the guides that lead tourists on the hikes to the gorillas need to count the members of the family that they visit to make sure that they have seen all of the family. If any of the gorillas are missing, they search for it. And if they can't find the missing gorilla, they radio me at the MGVP to send a veterinarian up the hill to help with the search and to take care of the gorilla if it has been injured or is sick. This is one of the many ways we work together to help protect these incredible animals and their families. Unfortunately, I've just received a call from Patience, one of the guides. She is visiting the Umubano family, a small family of 13. Patience told us that they have only counted 12 gorillas. She can't find one of the young male blackbacks named Inyange. So I was getting ready to hike up the mountain to help look for the missing gorilla. Dr. Mike, we can help. We really want to see the gorillas today. 
and a few more eyes to help with your search will help you find Nyange faster. I'm sure of it. Can we join you, please? Hmm, I don't know. You're right that I could use your help on the search. It's almost noon, and although gorillas don't have any natural enemies, if Nyange is sick or injured, he may not be able to make it through the night if we can't find him before dark. On the other hand, the gorillas are a long, long way from here. Patience thinks it's about a four-hour hike, and I'm not sure you're all up for it, especially this late in the day. I have an idea, Dr. Mike. You need to get to the gorillas quickly, so you have more daylight hours for your search. And we need to visit the gorillas today instead of waiting for a tour tomorrow morning. So why don't you hop into my magic book bag with all of us, and we can ask it to take us up the mountain in no time at all. Uh, a magic... what? I'm not sure I understand. Trust her, Dr. Mike. Using a bit of book bag magic, and our imaginations, of course, the reading bug can get us anywhere we want to go. What do you say? Okay. I guess it's a deal, then. If you can get me up the mountain without having to hike for four hours, I'd be foolish not to give it a try. But you're all my responsibility now. So you're going to need to listen to me carefully, do what I say, and stay alert for danger at all times. Can you do that? We sure can. Thanks, Dr. Mike. Well, then what are we waiting for? Show me how this magic bag works. With pleasure. Magic book bag, please help us spot a poor gorilla who may be sick or lost. Get us there quickly with Dr. Mike and help us avoid a really long hike. Well, would you look at that? Your little bag is growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us all inside. Hurry up and jump inside with me on the count of three. One, two, three, jump! And we're in. Wow, this is amazing, look. We are zooming high above the bamboo forest below and up to the rainforest canopy at the top of the mountain, where the gorillas like to sleep. During the day, gorillas might enter the bamboo forest to eat bamboo shoots, which accounts for about 70% of their diet. But they love to sleep in the rainforest, and one of their favorite foods grows there as well, the stinging nettle. Oof! What was that? We just landed. I told you the book bag would get you up here lickety-split. Follow me, everybody, out of the book bag. We've got a gorilla to find. Ahem. Follow me, remember? You're all my responsibility now, and there could be any number of dangers out there. Let's all quietly climb out and see where we have landed. Dr. Mike, is that you? How did you get here so quickly? I didn't think I'll see you until late this afternoon. I only called you on the radio one half hour ago. Patience, hello. You won't believe how I got up here. Oh, and... Excuse me, these are my new friends. They're here to help me look for Nyange. Patience, meet Lauren, the reading bug, the spelling bee, and their reader friend. Welcome, friends. We can use all the help we can get to find Nyange. It is not like him to be away from the family like this. I'm afraid he may be hurt. Bug, Lauren, reader, look, it's a family of gorillas. They're so beautiful. Where, Spelling Bee? Just over there, to our right. They're only about 30 feet away in the thick bushes. There are maybe 10 of them in total. See? Oh, 
Yes, I do. Look, reader. The big one in the middle is staring right at us. But he's not moving, even though there are three small gorillas climbing all over him as he watches us. Yes, and there are more gorillas here, too, see? That's the Umobano gorilla family, Lauren. Nyange's family. Wow! Look how beautiful that big gorilla is, reader. He has thick black hair all over his body, except for his face, fingers, and feet. The skin of his dark black nose is flat, and his nostrils are wide, and his ears are black, too. They look a lot like human ears. So do his large fingers and toes. Lauren, reading bug, you're right. The only thing that you got wrong is that gorilla is not a he. It's a she. A she? But she's so big. She sure is. She's a fully grown female gorilla. And so are those two gorillas to her left. The females in the gorilla troop are called the harem. As you can see, when they're not eating, they're usually busy taking care of their babies. When they move, a mommy gorilla will carry her baby on her back, although the smallest babies often cling to their mother's neck. But when the gorillas are eating or resting like this family, the older babies and the juveniles usually play, sleep, or feed. The gorillas over there are even larger, see? Those are the males of this troop. I read that older male gorillas are called silverbacks because of the silver hair that grows on their backs. And the younger males, those without any silver hair, are called blackbacks. Is that right, Dr. Mike? Exactly right, reading bug. Most gorilla families have only one silverback, like this family. You can see those are all younger blackbacks. You know, you can call me a silver head because of all these silver hairs I'm growing up here. <laughs> uh, now, did you know that mountain gorillas are the largest primates in the world? Primate? P-R-I-M-A-T-E? Oh, I know that word. Primates is the animal group that contains all species that are related to lemurs, monkeys, and apes. It even includes humans, like you. Exactly right, Spelling Bee. The chimpanzees that we visited at the Gombe Stream Chimpanzee Reserve in Tanzania are also primates. The gorillas and chimpanzees both have a lot of features and even behaviors that look like humans. Their DNA, that's what makes you, you, and me, me, has a whole lot in common with human DNA. Well, would you look at us? Just a bunch of primates hanging out in the rainforest of Rwanda together. <laughs> ooh, 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 Can you swing like a monkey and jump from tree to tree? Whee! Do you love bananas just like a chimpanzee? Yummy. Can you beat on your chest like a mountain gorilla? Boom, 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 boom. Or hug all your friends like a little bonobo. Primates see and primates do. In lots of ways, they're just like me and you. Let's work together to protect their homes. Give them safe places to live and roam. Ooh. Can you climb a tall tree like an orange orangutan? Stretch, pull, stretch, pull. Can you yell low and loud like a howler monkey can? Ooh. Do you jump up and down like a little macaque? Ooh, 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 ooh. If you can and you do, it's thanks to 
DNA. Primates see and primates do. In lots of ways, they're just like me and you. Let's work together to protect their homes. Give them safe places to live and roam. That's a really fun song, Lauren. And look, I think the gorillas liked it too. But I think we should continue to be cautious and stay back here at a safe distance. Gorilla troops are very protective of their babies. With a more mature family, we might be able to get much closer, but I'd recommend keeping our distance here. The gorillas seem to have liked the song, but they're not doing very much. They're just sitting here, eating leaves, watching the baby gorillas and looking at us. Why aren't they moving more, Dr. Mike? Well, reading bug, gorillas don't have to work, do they? They don't go to school or to soccer practice either. They're also not predators, so they don't spend any time tracking or hunting their prey like a lion or a hyena might. A gorilla troop follows a pretty simple schedule, actually. They wake up, find a nice eating spot, and then settle down for a nice midday rest. After resting, they eat again. Plants like bamboo shoots, stinging nettles, flowers, or ferns. Then, as the sun begins to set, the silverback that is the head of the family chooses a spot for the group to spend the night. Each gorilla, except for youngsters who sleep with their mothers, builds a night nest, which is a circle of flattened and bent plants. The gorilla makes new night nests every evening. (laughs) Sounds like a pretty good and uncomplicated life to me. That's why it's even more concerning when a guide like Patience finds one of them missing. Dr. Mike, didn't you say this was a family of 13? I'm only counting 11 gorillas here. Where's the silverback? Yes, the Umubanu family is 13, so without Nyange, there should be 12 here. One, two, three, four. Lauren, I think you're right. Patience, it looks like Charlie is missing too. Where is he? Charlie? Charlie is a silverback that leads this family. It's definitely not like him to leave the family alone like this. Patience, have you seen Charlie? He was here when I arrived, Dr. Mike. But you're right. He is definitely not here now. Do you think he may have gone in search of Iyange as well? We really need to start searching if we are going to have any chances of finding them before sunset. Quickly, follow me. Reader. Breeding bug, spelling bee. Remember, we're here to find Inyange. And it looks like Charlie might be missing now, too. Let's do what Patience says and follow him through the rainforest. Are you ready? Great. Let's go. Lauren, reader, be very careful where you walk. Remember, there are lots of dangerous things around us. Even some of the plants can be dangerous. The plants? Oh, yes. The mountain gorillas have long hair that protects them from the stinging nettles in the rainforest. But as far as I can tell, Lauren and Reader, you don't. (laughs) Oh, sorry. Just a little gorilla humor there. But seriously, the gorillas love to eat a plant called a stinging nettle, which are abundant around here. They are delicious for gorillas, but humans need to watch out for them. Oh, look, that's a stinging nettle right there. See, the leaves are medium-sized and heart-shaped. 
And the oddest thing about them is that they are covered with little tiny hairs. See? Oh, yes. Look, reader. The leaves look hairy. Exactly. So keep on the lookout for plants that look like that one and avoid touching them. They're called stinging nettles for a reason. Thanks, Dr. Mike. We'll stay alert and follow right behind you. But it really is hard to look out for the nettles while I'm also watching for the slippery rocks and the slick mud on the ground. I sure do wish I was wearing hiking boots instead of tennis shoes. Just follow me and we'll all be fine. Okay, Dr. Mike. Whoa! Whoa! Oh, yikes! Oh, no! Lauren, are you okay? Yes, yes, Reading Bug, I'm fine, thanks. I just lost my balance and I landed on my bottom, but I'm okay. No cuts or scratches? No broken bones or sprains? I usually treat gorillas, but I can take care of injured people, too. I'm just a little embarrassed, that's all. Thanks, Dr. Mike. Wait! No! Hey! Ouch! Ouch! Oh, no! Reader, what's happening? My my legs feel like they're on fire. Ouch! 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 Someone help! It feels like hundreds and hundreds of bugs are crawling up my legs and biting me. Reader, do you see anything crawling up my legs? Ah! Look! My legs! They're stinging and they're turning red! Lauren, just keep calm and Reader, stay back. Lauren, I think you may have fallen on a stinging nettle plant. I know it doesn't feel good right now, but I promise it won't last very long. <laughs> uh, I've had plenty of close nettle encounters out here. Hold still and and one second. Here, here, take this. Uh, uh, a leaf? Dr. Mike, I don't need a leaf right now. I need help. Lauren, this leaf will help, I promise. This plant here is a dock plant. They often grow close to stinging nettles and look at their leaves. They are much bigger than the nettle leaves, a little lighter color of green, and they are oval-shaped and very, very smooth. Lauren, take these leaves and rub them hard all over your legs. Do it right now. Trust me. Rub leaves on my legs? Okay, Dr. Mike, I I guess you're the doctor. Is anything happening, Lauren? Oh, yes. Something is happening. Something good. Look. The leaves got all squishy and wet in my legs. They've stopped hurting. Wow. Was that magic? (laughs) Nope, not magic. Just nature. Dock leaves release a moist sap that has a cooling effect on skin, just like an aloe you might rub on your skin for a bad sunburn. The stinging would have gone away in about 30 minutes, but the dock leaves help relieve the pain much faster. That's two rainforest lessons for you today. First... Never touch a stinging nettle, and second, if you do, find a dock plant fast. Thanks, Dr. Mike. What a relief. Reader, I think now might be a good time to pause our adventure and take a bit of a rest, don't you? We've seen and done so much, but if we're going to find Charlie and Yange out here in the dense rainforest, we've got a lot more to do. In just a few minutes, I'll play some music for you to color to, and you can draw pictures of all the amazing things we've done and seen on our adventure so far. What do you think you'll draw today? Maybe you want to draw a picture of Dr. Mike at the MGVP or of the family of gorillas we met. Or maybe you want to draw a picture of me falling on my bottom on top of a stinging nettle plant. (laughs) Whatever you decide to draw, I'm sure it will be great. Thank you for your help on this adventure today, reader. You're one prodigious primate. I always enjoy adventuring with you because... When you're a reader... You're a leader. 
You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Thank you for joining us on this amazing adventure today, reader. I can't wait to see you next time. In the meantime, if you want to read more about Africa, mountain gorillas, or the MGVP, you can find a list of all the books in the Reading Bugs book bag at thereadingbug.com slash adventures. The Reading Bug and I will see you next time. Goodbye. It's a Reading Bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Penguin Random House Audio and some of their great new audiobook titles. Reading Bug, why don't you tell everyone about the books you've been listening to? Reading Bug? Reading Bug? Oh, Lauren! Hi! Sorry, I didn't hear you. I have my headphones on. I'm listening to audiobooks from Penguin Random House Audio. Yes, Reading Bug, we know. Take your headphones off and tell everyone about them. Oh! <laughs> sure, Lauren. Right now, I'm listening to a brand new audiobook called How to Solve a Problem. It's about Ashima Shireishi, one of the world's youngest rock climbers. And it's written and read by her, too. That sounds great. It is. Rock climbers call boulders a problem. And you solve it by climbing to the top. This story challenges little listeners to tackle problems in their own lives, to reach new heights, and keep trying. I was just about to listen to Max in the Midnights by Lincoln Pierce. It has music and sound effects, just like our podcast, in addition to a full cast of voices, making Max's adventure to become a knight a great listen for the whole family. Oh yeah! It's wonderful. And so is Dragons vs. Unicorns by Kate Bieberdorf and read by Georgette Perna. You know how much I love science, don't you? Sure. Well, this book is about Kate the chemist. She helps solve problems around her neighborhood using science. It even has step-by-step instructions on how to do the science experiment performed in the story. Incredible. Please support our sponsor, Penguin Random House Audio, by purchasing these and other incredible audiobooks at libro.fm slash thereadingbug or wherever audiobooks are sold. Thank you, Penguin Random House Audio, for your support. And thanks to all our individual sponsors as well. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. Original music was written and performed by me and my brother, Ross Gruet. This episode was performed by me, Chloe, Riley, and Brandon Savage, and by our special guest, Evelyn Kiyomian. Evelyn was born on the Ivory Coast, a country in Western Africa, and is the founder of the Carrot School Project, a nonprofit organization that supports and provides a six-year education to children living in poverty on the Ivory Coast. Learn more at theksporg The Reading Bug is our family-owned, independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Get ready for a thrilling adventure.
with Culture Kids Podcast. Join us as we ignite curiosity, broaden horizons, and inspire empathy through culture, traditions, and interviews from people all over the world while having a blast with your whole family. We cover different topics like different greetings around the world and K-pop, Texas barbecue, and even Pokemon. And that's Culture Kids Podcast wherever you get your podcast. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com.